Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to The Sunday Soother. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, teacher, writer, talking all about how to thrive as a highly sensitive person and general human in this messy, whacked out world we all find ourselves living in. And today I am here to talk about the fun, I hope, and useful topic of how to give your inner child a mental health day. So right now in the Sunday Soother membership, we are doing inner child work this month. And if you're listening to this episode, you can drop on in for $44. We already had the masterclass, but you can get uh, the access to the replay and the workbook. And the masterclass is all about playful healing for your inner child. So I talk a lot about inner child work. And um, in fact, I'm going to link episode 108, where I talk about how to start inner child work in the show notes, so you can understand the foundation of what inner child work is and how to begin it. And inner child work is not gonna lie, it can be a little tender. Um, The concept of inner child work is that we all have these subconscious parts of ourselves Um, that are operating in our psyches. And our inner children are pretty young, anywhere from zero to early 20s, uh, parts that have been wounded in the past. And it's a little tricky and trippy to explain in concrete terms inner child work because it's a little bit of an abstract concept. But essentially what happens is that there is usually a moment of significant wounding that happens to us in childhood. And that age that moment, that frozenness that happens in the face of the wounding gets trapped inside of our subconscious and our psyche. And that is our wounded inner child. And because usually there was no repair, no restoration, no healing after that moment, you know, most of us don't really have a conscious awareness of it it even having happened. The inner child stays frozen in the coping mechanisms it used to get through that moment, many of which we're still employing as the goddamn adults we are today without even realizing it. Um, And I'm such a huge proponent of inner child work. It is absolutely the foundation of all of my programs, all of my own personal healing, all of my client work, because... Um, it works. It works really well. And it works really well, especially for highly sensitive people. And when I say inner child work, what I mean by that is coming back into awareness of these parts that are inside of our, you know, our, our subconscious and our psyches, reconnecting with them and learning to rebuild a relationship with these parts so that they stop being fractured, they stop using these coping mechanisms that got them through the original wounding, but no longer serve us. And in fact, are probably detrimental to us. And we bring forward these inner child, these inner children in into light and into wholeness with us in present day. And it's just so important because if you were a highly sensitive child, there's almost no chance you you escaped without some sort of wounding in childhood. And it didn't have to be a big deal. It didn't have to be Uh, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, or anything, you know, that would be by our measures super significant. 
But bullying or feeling weird or othered as a child can cause an inner child wound. Um, Having parents who were not really emotionally attuned to us or thought that we were too sensitive would absolutely cause an inner child wound. Um, And there's there's lots of these uh, examples and experiences. And one example I can give you from my life of how I had a wounded inner child and how it affected my adulthood is that around age nine or so, I was friend dumped by my best friend at the time in fourth grade who joined the like kind of popular crowd. And I was left wondering, you know, what the hell just happened? I knew something, I felt ashamed, though I couldn't have given that a name. I knew that I couldn't really bring this home to my parents or to any other teachers because they wouldn't understand. And in any case, that wasn't the kind of family that I had growing up. We really didn't talk about emotions or difficult things. And so I was left alone in this frozen moment of shame and kind of humiliation and sadness and grief. And I didn't have a way to repair or move forward from it. And what happened was, is I took away the message from that experience. I am bad. I am weird. um, I am othered. I'm not good enough. And that message, you know, stayed stuck in my little nine-year-old mind and body and grew with me as I grew into an adult. Now, you know, you do things as a child to try to compensate for these moments, right? And so one uh, coping mechanism I used to get through that was to always try to look pretty, to try to be cool, and try to work hard enough to prove that I was good enough to everybody around me. You know, and this stuff can kind of work for a while, right? But usually there comes a point in adulthood where these behaviors are becoming more detrimental than helpful. I was overworking, I was burning out. I was over obsessed with body image and appearance, uh, which was never quite that healthy for me. I was not very accepting of my body and my appearance, and I was very hard on myself. Um, And it just wasn't serving me anymore. In particular, this particular inner child wound led to the belief like I have to work really hard so people will accept me, which would consistently lead to me being burned out. And this was really, really hard in the first couple of years in my business. And because this inner child wound was showing up in my business, I I was believing like I have to be perfect, I have to look cool, and I have to work really hard in order to get clients in order to get status in order to earn money in order to be successful. And what happened was that my inner child was getting significantly burnt out. And I've noticed a trend of this in my clients lately, too. And so I wanted to talk today about the concept of giving your inner child a mental health day and how I think the inner child is related to burnout. So I've had several clients or students show up lately where they're having kind of this I think you'll recognize it when I describe it a little bit. It's the sense of everything in life is a checklist. There's no joy to be had. You just have to force your way through. You wake up with a sense of dread and apprehension. There's not much to look forward to. And when you're having this kind of sense, it just feels like the world is gray and the checklist of work and to do things is is never ending. Um, You may try to get out of it by like being like, okay, well, I need to do better self-care. But even like the self-care items that should make you feel good turn into these gray and sloggy checklists. So it's just like you feel dull and kind of depressed. Life feels like an endless to-do list. And there's a drudgery and a sense of constant obligation. 
And if you recognize yourself in this, I would like to offer that your inner child needs a mental health day because your inner child is significantly burned out. And so this was showing up for me in my business. And I kind of realized this is a concept in the first couple of years when I would just face the workday that I had created for myself with absolute dread. Everything just seemed like an endless checklist of things I had to do. There was very little joy or creativity in the work that I I wanted to create. And I just thought, well, this is the way it has to be. I have to take this other meeting and I have to do this other thing and I have to write this other email. And what I eventually came to realize is that my inner child, the subconscious part of myself, was reverting back to this place where she felt she had to work constantly to get acceptance and success all around her but it was turning her life into this very gray, endless list of to-do items. And my inner child was burned out. She was sad. She was depressed. She was having thoughts like, is this all there is? Will I ever have anything to look forward to again? And there was just not, I had taken away all of the sense of play and creativity and joy in my life and my business that had sparked her, that had helped her connect to my work and why it was important. So first, I just want to kind of name what inner child stuff is, like how it can show up, where the wounding happens, and how you can kind of know if you're if you're experiencing this particular kind of burnout, and want to help you connect it to your inner child feeling burned out. Right, Because for what I see in highly sensitive people is our, our inner children are kind of like our, um, our energy motors. They're responsible for a lot of our creativity and our, a lot of our desire to do things, especially in highly sensitive people. I think we have really powerful inner children who are super creative, super willing to do a lot of work, especially if the work lights them up. And they're the ones who are actually responsible for a lot of our motivation, when they feel sparked and creative and lit up and like they're making a difference, they, they truly can do a, a lot of beautiful work. But when they're feeling this gray fog and this endless sense of despair or this checklist, it's like they've become um, enslaved to our need to constantly work. And they they have lost all of their spark, all of their sparkle, all of their fire and it's just like there are these children who are like, am I just like house labor for this adult? <laughs> like, is this adult just trying to get me to do all the work all the time and I never get rest? I never get play. I never get joy anymore. And that is what leads to inner child burnout, in my opinion. So what I wanted to offer you today was what I find to be a really useful remedy for this, especially in the short term. You know, in the long term, some of us will have to make significant changes about the way we engage with work and rest and play. But this little remedy I'm about to offer you, you can do in one day. And I find that it it really does help. And it's the concept of giving your inner child a mental health day. So we know as adults what mental health days are, you know, and we really should be using them more, but society and capitalism is not like the biggest fan (laughs) of us taking a day off just because, right? But, you know, for me, a mental health day as an adult is like not going to work, not doing work, just resting and maybe catching up on errands. 
Um, but mostly just resting and doing something that feels joyful and pleasurable and like turning my brain off. Right. And most of the time, honestly, I need longer than a day than one mental health day. I need like a mental health week or a mental health, you know, year, (laughs) but we're working with what we have. Um, and when I talk about the concept of an inner child mental health day, this to me is a very specific framework that has worked very well for me. And I wanted to offer it to you today because I think there are specific components to a mental health day for an inner child that are different than a general mental health day for an adult. So first off, if you just recognize yourself in anything I said with this like sense of drudgery, endless to-do lists, life is a checklist, I want you to connect that to burned out inner child. And then what I want you to do is make this plan. I want you to, uh, if you can, take a day off of work. And that's not possible for all of us, in which case I want you to try to use a weekend day for this. And I know that's also not possible for all of us. You may have other obligations or children or other caretaking duties that you have. But if possible, try to dedicate a full day to this activity, to this inner child mental health day. So there are four components to creating an inner child mental health day. And the very first one is that this mental health day must have zero obligations, right? This is hard to do because if we take a day off, we think, well, I should be using it to book that dentist appointment or go take my car to the garage or run these other errands that I've been meaning to get done. But first and foremost, for me, the inner child mental health day must have no obligations, no pressure, no timelines, no meetings, nothing planned, literally nothing planned. You need an absolute sense of spaciousness and freedom to do whatever the hell comes to mind for you. And we'll talk a little bit about some ideas of what those things could be. But very and I'm I'm talking no obligations. Like you're not supposed to do some yoga just because you feel like you have the day off and you should do yoga. Unless that like sparks you and you're like, oh my God, I want to do yoga. But there should be no shoulds, absolutely no shoulds, no obligations, no meetings, no pressure. <laughs> so that's the framework number one of a mental health day for your inner child. And second, what I find is really useful for when your inner child takes a mental health day is introducing an element of exploration. So when my inner child is super burned out and gray and like dreading life, she has lost her sense of curiosity and wonder about the world. And when I take an inner child mental health day, I need to make sure I introduce a sense of, of wonder and exploration. And this is going to look different for everybody. So a sense of, of exploration for me Maybe I sit at home and read as many books as I want, or maybe I walk around my town or go on a hike, or maybe I take a day trip to a different town, or maybe I wander through the aisles of Trader Joe's, <laughs> you know, but there has to be the sense of like no obligation exploration, where your inner child is allowed to follow their intuition, their sparks, their curiosity. So you'll have to tune into your own sense of intuition about what would be useful for this sense of exploration. But some recommendations are a day trip to a new town, a hike or a walk in a park or in a favorite neighborhood where you just get to wander from store to store, no specific destination. Um, You know, going to a food hall or a market that you really like and just letting yourself wander around. I'm going to a new town or going to to a state park, a beach, wherever, where as long as there's a sense of, of no time pressure exploration 
in a place that sparks your curiosity, that is a beautiful addition to your inner child mental health day. The third element I want to introduce for your inner child mental health day is comfort food. And so I want you to look back to your childhood and ask yourself, like, what were your favorite meals to eat as a kid? Maybe it was something your parents cooked for you. Maybe it was simply a snack you had, like fruit roll-ups or something like that. And can you have that comfort food this day? You know, my classic example that I always turn to is Kraft mac and cheese. Easy for me to make. I make a whole pot. I eat the whole pot. (laughs) I could honestly probably eat two pots. And it just is like this meal that makes me feel comforted. So making sure somewhere in your inner child mental health day to have this comfort food, whether it's just a snack. I mean, it could be as simple as like celery and peanut butter um, with raisins, right? Ants on a log, or it could be something a little bit more complicated that you make or order out. Um, Just that sense of food feeling like nourishing and good and warm and playful and a little bit nostalgic is really good. And then the fourth element for your inner child mental health day is an element of storytelling. So I like to complete my inner child mental health day by watching a movie, a TV show, or reading a book, again, with no time pressure. This may be a thing where I just get to watch movies for like, you know, six hours (laughs) or binge a TV series or read a book for three hours straight. And this can be a movie from your childhood. So it could be like a Disney movie or anything else that your soul is kind of really longing um, to watch. It could be just a movie that brings you comfort as an adult. Like my favorite comfort movie is Under the Tuscan Sun because it's a kind of movie where you can shut your brain off and you know what it's a it's pretty scenery and it has a nice outcome. Um, but whatever that comfort movie is for you, whether it's specifically from your childhood or it's a movie or TV show or book that gives you comfort to read now, or it may also be, you may combine the elements of exploration and storytelling, um, through movie and book by like buying a new book series, like a sci-fi series or, um, you know, a new romance novel, right? Like, and just having kind of like this, this larger chunk of time to, to consume this storytelling, because I think that was most kids. I know that was one of our favorite things to do as a kid, just spend an entire day reading or spend an entire, you know, night watching our favorite movies, right? There's a sense of transportation and magic that happens with that, that we often don't grant ourselves in our adult lives. So to recap, um, And and you can mix and match these. This isn't a particular order. You have to do all four of these. These are just kind of the elements I find for my inner child mental health day that are really important. Number one, I would definitely recommend zero obligations. So no appointments, no shoulds, no like getting errands out of the way. Just literally a day where you have nothing to do except the things that you want to do. And it may end up being the things you want to do are sleep all day and you know, take a bath. And that's totally fine too. But first and foremost, a day full of zero obligations, no time pressure. Second element, exploration. And like I said, whether that's exploring the aisles of your local Trader Joe's or taking a couple of hour, a couple of hours to explore a neighborhood new to you, there has to be kind of the sense of like, no time pressure wandering where your inner child is sparked by new scenery or exploration, and you're reintroducing that sense of curiosity and spaciousness. Third element, comfort food, whether it's literal comfort food from your childhood or just anything you find comforting and delicious right now as an adult. And the fourth element, storytelling, introducing a movie or book or TV series that you just have permission to watch and get lost in that world for for however long as you can. 
So those are the components of the inner child, inner child mental health day. And I want to say that this will be harder to do than you're expecting. Um, you'll simultaneously think, one, this is too simple and easy, and it couldn't really work to kind of clear your grayness and depression. And or two, you will avoid doing it. <laughs> you you will resist um, the concept of rest and play and joy, because a lot of us don't know how to rest or relax. And that's why I gave you these four elements for this framework of an inner child mental health day, because it gives you a little bit of a step-by-step process of how to actually do this. You know, I know when I take days off, I know I might desperately need that day off, but I can't make myself rest. I will find a way to fill it with errands or obligations or extra work projects or yard work around the house, or I should run to the store to get this. And it is really, truly hard to to rest authentically. Um, And what I want to offer to you today is just to try this out, like one Saturday or Sunday, or if you can take off a weekday, try out this framework of the inner child mental health day. And and just notice, does it restore you just a little bit, right? Does it make things seem a little bit brighter, life feel a little bit more exciting and full of potential like it used to? And then you'll know you're on to something. Um, but, but give yourself grace around it. Give yourself time to try it out and figure it out. Maybe you just want to try a couple of components of what I've suggested today for this inner child mental health day. Um, but I think you might be surprised if you can devote a day to this kind of structure of no obligations, comfort food and storytelling and exploration, you will find that your inner child and, and therefore your soul will be a little bit more nourished and things will start to feel a little bit brighter again because your inner child will sense hope. They will be granted again these things that were so important to them, play and rest and spaciousness and exploration, and they won't be viewing life as just this endless checklist of things that they have to do. So I hope this is helpful to you. And if you're intrigued by this concept, I do invite you to come inside the Sunday Soother membership this month, where we are taking a similar angle on inner child healing. The masterclass that I taught this month is called um, Playful Healing for Your Inner Child. So in the replay of the class, we go over the basics of inner child healing, why it's important to connect with your inner child to heal the issues that you're facing as an adult. Um, We do some live exercises together. And then I invite you to four playful activities to do this summer to reconnect with your inner child. Um, I want you to kind of think of it as summer break for your inner child. So I introduce these four activities because I think play is such an absolutely beautiful way of healing and connecting with our inner children. A lot of us are a little intimidated by or fearful of inner child work because we know it could be tender or it will involve revisiting painful times and memories in our lives. And when you're doing it in a serious way, uh, yeah, it can. There, there, there's a lot of grief work and, and healthy grief processing that needs to happen in inner child work. But you can also start out on a lighter and more playful note because play is absolutely healing to the inner child as well. And so these four playful activities I came up with to reconnect with your inner child, I think are super fun and will be a really lovely way for you to dip your toe into the pool of inner child work 
um, and see how that feels for you. And just to have a little fun for your adult self along the way too, right? Because we all deserve that. So I hope you found this concept of the Inner Child Mental Health Day useful and fun. If you try it out, I would love to hear from you. Um, you can DM me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews or email me Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com. I hope I'll see you inside the Sunday Soother membership. You can sign up for the Playful Healing for Your Inner Child Masterclass for $44. And then once you consume the content, you can cancel. You don't have to uh, have the subscription be recurring or anything like that. Though we do have some more awesome masterclasses coming up. So I hope that you'll consider those too. But come join us for some from playful inner child, you know, summertime fun or wintertime fun if you're in a different part of the world too. Um, And just know that play and rest and giving yourself these mental health days and indulging in a little bit of joy and creativity is absolutely a beautiful and impactful way of connecting with your inner child. And I hope that you allow yourself to have that. So that's it for this week. All my love for the week ahead. And I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth. I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundayseuther.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.